Welcome everybody back to the podcast. We have another great guest on here today who I'm super excited to introduce you to, um, Melissa Lamb, uh, and she is a fantastic new mom <laughs> to a yep. little boy, and uh, she's really got an amazing story and I can't wait to share it with you, but I'll have her introduce you because she kind of has a different role depending on where she is, so. Path to Business, the podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Barrett, self-made, six-figure business owner, photographer, mother of three who's not afraid of hard work. True connection is a superpower that we can all achieve, and sharing your story the way you want to is extremely powerful. I want to celebrate each journey in business as no story is quite the same. Knowing how we got started is so important for growth, especially when we are working so hard within our business. We understand and appreciate the sacrifices and decisions that have led us to where we are today. You've already crushed so many goals and by sharing how you did it, both you and others can continue to achieve all your biggest dreams. Empowering ourselves and others will give you the permission you are seeking that you never needed in the first place to get all you strive for and more. This is your path to business. Take it away, Melissa. I'll let you go from here. It's funny. People ask me all the time, what are you or what's your title? And I'm still confused as to what exactly my title and what I do is. But I think it started um, in the media. So I started as a television personality here in the city. And I think I'm still most known for that throughout the city of Ottawa. But then I'm a brand ambassador for San Laura Shopping Center, as well as Mark Motors. I'm a lifestyle expert with many networks throughout the country. And then I'm a mom blogger. So I kind of have like a little bit of everything added to my hat. And it kind of just changes with the situation where I am and what I'm doing. But I think in the city of Ottawa, I'm probably most known for television and for working with Sal Ron Mark Motors. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you have such an amazing story and I'm really, really excited to get into it. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about was kind of how we met. So, you know, we, um, so I think we connected on social media first and I, I, I started following you like, this is quite a few years ago now. Um, and we just started connected. And I think I was almost really like excited that you even like chatted with me. I think at the time I remember just being like, Oh my goodness, she's actually talking back to me. And just like, this was amazing. And I think I had just, you know, recently started my business or it hadn't been that long since I started it. Um, it's pretty new. And then, um, and, uh, and then I became friends with Annette who you worked with on TV. Yeah. Um, cause she had a baby the same year that I had my son and, uh, yeah. And then we just ran into each other one time, uh, at, at CTV when you were presenting some kind of thing. And I was my first time on TV and of course ran into you in person, which I thought was and pretty it, cool. It was so funny. Cause I remember seeing you in the parking lot and thinking, is that her or is that not her? And you don't want to kind of go up and be assuming it is and it isn't. But then I saw your, your, your gray loss stuff. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, it is Bethany. So then I felt comfortable saying hi, but at first you're like, is it or isn't it not? So yeah, it was so great to actually finally connect in person. And that's the thing. A lot of times nowadays you connect through social media online and then you meet in person and it's it's kind of nice to actually put that personal feel to it and face to face because we do hide behind our computer screens a lot so it was nice to actually meet you yeah and it was just it was just kind of amazing timing too yeah and it was amazing timing in terms of you know you're you're pregnant and (laughs) and you know we had talked obviously about connecting before it just never worked out you know things were you know life basically um but it was so great to meet you so anyways we've kind of become close since then um we've gotten to know each other a little bit more and so yeah I'm really excited to have you on today so you've done um, a few of our photography shoots which has been really nice and excellent and I think one of the things that I love most is you're so easy to work with (laughs) I have worked with a number of photographers throughout the city throughout my career and I think Nigel has too and he said oh she's so easy to work with because you make everybody feel so comfortable Um, and especially as a new mom it was also very comforting because you're so great with babies so when you have a newborn that's like a week old you don't even really trust your own parents sometimes with them you're like they're so fragile and you just knew exactly what to do and you made us so at ease so it was so wonderful to work with you well he was He's such a good baby too. Come on, look how good he's pretty was. lucky. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I do. You never I, know what you're gonna get. 
Yeah, most new moms are pretty nervous when I get them in the studio and they're always just so scared that their baby's going to cry and that it's going to like ruin the whole thing. Um, Yeah. uh, You know, honestly, like I find that just the more cool and relaxed everybody is, the the session just flies by and it goes, you know, goes super well. More than, more well than I think people expect it to go. Yeah, absolutely. And you're also worrying them about them pooing or peeing on something because oftentimes they have no diapers on and you're like, please just hold it in for five minutes. They all poo. They all poo and pee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they all cry, right? Like that's the thing, yeah. you know, all babies cry. And I think uh, in those first couple of weeks, though, it's just so hard to hear them cry. It is. So, it um, is. But I don't yeah. even register it anymore, right? Like so oh, many no. ch- kids now, I don't even hear it. Like oh, and crying, it just like, oh, okay, we're communicating, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <that's>, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I want to get into a couple of things, you know, so kind of learn a little bit more about you know because you've started your own business now I have um, learn a bit more about how like what you did before mm-hmm. um so tell me a little bit more you know before your business what did you do I know you've touched on it a little bit but you know what what did you do before you started so I was a journalist I was in the media for just probably around 10 years um I started my career in Ottawa moved to Peterborough for a few years and then I finally was able to make the transition and start working at CTV Ottawa. So I was there for about seven or eight years um, and I worked in a variety of different programs and different roles and then I think what I'm most known for my most recent role with them was the morning weather anchor which I was in for about five years. So I woke up bright and early every day. I gave the weather in the morning and I also hosted the program. So it was really a dream come true. I remember I used to wake up and watch that show in the morning Leanne was there actually at the time and so was Angie and I remember thinking wow they have a great job like I would love and dream to do that one day and so when it actually became my reality it was kind of yeah it was it was like a really exciting moment that wow you dreamt this and now you're living it every day so it was super exciting and especially since Leanne was still there I kind of went from watching her on tv in the mornings and idolizing her to be like her her sidekick for so many years so it was pretty cool yeah it was definitely a really awesome experience and a dream come true. And so you went to school, I guess, to become a journalist and all that as well? I did. I studied English actually originally from Ottawa U. I wanted to be a teacher. Growing up, I was actually very shy. So a lot of people won't even remember this, but my nickname in high school was timid because I was just very, very shy, very quiet. I wasn't confident. I wasn't outgoing. So the fact that I all of a sudden became a television personality. I know my teachers were shocked because I've seen them around the city and they're, they were just like, I don't understand how you went from that girl to this girl. Um, But I think for me, just television really gave me my confidence and it gave me a voice that I don't think I had or that I was afraid of expressing for so many years. Um, And for some reason, I wasn't shy in front of the cameras. I wasn't shy in front of the television, but then put me in a crowd and an audience and I would freeze up. So it was a good challenge, but it was also really good for a confidence booster. So yeah, I actually wanted to be a teacher originally. Um, and then somewhere along that path, I got into television and then I just went straight ahead, full on, like, this is what I'm going to do. And I will never forget that my parents trying to talk me out of it. <laughs> they were like, you're you're going to do what? Like, you're not going to teacher's college next year? Like, you're, you're going to journalism school? Like, are you crazy? You're, you're the shyest kid. Your nickname is timid. Like, you're not going to succeed. Like, and they so, they weren't trying to discourage me, but they're trying to, like, steer me in the right direction. I think they were yeah. just more worried about, they knew who I was, and they just weren't sure how this was going to work out. Um, you know, course. and obviously like now they're Yeah. Parents, you know, right? Absolutely. They just were like, okay. And I remember they were just not sure about this whole career. And then I just kind of went like full speed ahead, like two feet in and obviously it worked out. Um, and it was really exciting and rewarding, but there was definitely some, some tough times because when you start in television, you don't end up as a six o'clock anchor. You don't end up, end up as the morning show host. You literally have to start from the bottom and work your way up. So there was a few years that I volunteered for some positions, um, a few years of like very, very low paying job. You know, you're moving away from home, you're by yourself in this new city, you're yeah. working 
crazy hours, you're doing it all as well. So when you start out, you normally don't start out as an anchor, you're a videographer. So you're, you know, carrying your own camera and equipment and you're setting it up and you're doing it all. But I think at the same token, it's like, it's so rewarding when you get to where you've always dreamt of getting. So yeah, it is definitely an awesome career and I'm so happy for how it all turned out. Yeah. And you were able, so you were able to kind of get in the door. What was it like just like getting in the door? Can you talk a little bit about that? It's hard. Like you have to be able to take rejection a lot because there are going to be, my goodness, I don't even know how many times I applied there before I got in. I was lucky where I knew a lot of the hosts and I knew a lot of the reporters before I started working there. Um, but I still had to apply for, you know, job after job and go in for an interview. Once I had the interview, I knew it went really well, but getting that interview was, was pretty tough. So finally I got in as a part-time reporter, so no guaranteed hours. Um, and I was really lucky that you kind of, I, I showed that I was talented and I worked really hard and they appreciated that. So you kind of got the opportunities from there. But yeah, it was tough. Like you have to take a lot of rejection. There are a lot of tapes that I sent out back in the day. That's what we did. We sent out a CD of your demo reel and you know, you never got a call back from the station and you're wondering why. And it's such, it's like such a subjective business that one station could love you and one looks at you saying, no, she's not it. So it's, uh, you have to take a lot of criticism, a lot of rejection, but if you believe in yourself and you believe in what you have to offer, I think eventually you will meet the right person who also sees that and it'll just kind of work out, but it's hard work. Definitely a lot of hard work. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, like, especially when you go to school for something and you kind of see exactly where you want to end up and you, you know, get that first in, it must've just been like, oh my gosh. So exciting. <laughs> and it was so different back then because Facebook, Twitter was still relatively new because we're talking, goodness, a good 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, Facebook was still relatively new. Twitter was just kind of a new thing. And I'll never forget in our, in our journalism class, the teacher said, you never use a tweet as a news source. Like that is not news. You don't <laughs> use viewer video. You don't use Facebook book video. Like these, this is not news. You'll never use that in a good newscast. Like you've got to be the source of information, not everybody else. And now it's completely a 180. Like I would say a good majority of a newscast is viewer video tweets or what, like what did yeah. Donald Trump tweet today or, yeah. you know, so it's just, it's constantly changing. Um, and it's changed so much in the last 10 years. I'm imagining it's going to change again in the next 10 years. So you have to be ready to evolve and, you know, move with that change. So what you learned in school is completely different than what you're doing today on the newscast. So you kind of always got to be really open to that and kind of stay with the times because, yeah, just, it's so different now than it was before. Yeah. I find like, I find myself now. So like, it's very, I shouldn't say this. It's very rare that I turn on the TV to watch the news. I almost always go online. I go online. to the website or I go yeah. through Facebook. Between, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's kind of crazy just in 10 years, how much it's changed. Absolutely. And like, we don't even have cable in our house. So we are a full streaming family. So anything we're watching is because we're streaming. You so don't have we, cable. <laughs> no, we don't even have cable. And like, I worked in television for years and we just don't have cable because you can get everything online nowadays. So anything we'd want to watch or can watch, we do by another means. So that's where in journalism now and in television now, you really have to have that strong online footprint too, because majority of your viewers are just going to be logging on to what you have put on the internet. So you have to keep wow. that in mind as well. So school must have changed for people who are going through journalism now. It must oh yeah. I couldn't even different. imagine what you're learning now. Basically everything I learned in school has been like put out the door. I also learned whether on a green screen, which most news networks and they do at CTV have a television behind you. Yeah. So while I started out learning the green screen, that was maybe a two year plan. And then we had the plasma screen. So you don't even have to worry about, what's behind you are wearing green or anything anymore so it's just it's constantly evolving and changing so you have to just really make sure keeping up with the times as well because yeah now you know it's so different I'm sure everything I learned in school there's probably very few things that are still relevant so <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so talk a little bit about um sort of what got you into your business I know like um 
you know, you had started an online presence before your business kind of like took off and kind of became your like main bread and butter. Um, but talk a little bit about, you know, how you got into your business um, and maybe how you kind of pre-planned it, if sort of say <laughs> as much as possible beforehand. Well, and I think even working in television, I knew my online footprint was so important, just as important as it was on television. So I made sure when we started to see the shift online to make sure my online presence was just as impactful as I was on TV. So every single day at the time I was a weather anchor, I made sure that I had weather reports on my Twitter, on my Facebook, on my Instagram, live little reports of what was happening in the day of, you know, weather-wise. Um, and I think that gave me then a following online where people would just tune in because not everybody has, like you said, television. So a lot yeah. of people would just log into my weather reports, check it out online. And I kind of grew my following that way. So it was kind of an extension of what I was doing on television. I would kind of branch it into my online footprint. And was the wonderful like thing about, of, yeah. Sorry, was this part of your job? Did they tell you to do this or is this what you did on your own? I think it's started to slowly. I remember I didn't have Twitter until I started at CTV and I joined Twitter when I was there because that was part of the requirements. Um, and I remember I had Instagram already and then all of a sudden we needed an Instagram account. So I had to kind of change mine to make it not, no longer my personal account, but my work <laughs> account. And that's also a hard thing too, is like balancing your personal life online with your work and kind of blending the two together to make them work for your friends and your family, but also for these new followers. Yeah. We're going to follow you who are your viewers. Um, so I think some of it was new and some of it wasn't, but I think when I really started to see the shift, I made sure to make sure my brand online was strong. Um, and I think it was, you know, I, I, I guess I could see the shift happening. So, you know, being in that millennial years, like everybody was doing it. So I wanted to do it too. Um, yeah. And so I just made sure I really like continued working on my brand online and I've always said this make you have this wonderful platform with CTV because they are going to give you this platform but it's up to you to build that platform no one's going to hand it to you or give it to you so yeah you know even though I had this great opportunity I had to take advantage of it for myself I wasn't going to let them grow my brand because it's just not going to happen and that's where you really see a discrepancy with people in an environment like radio or television, there are some people who are really strong at growing their brands online and then others who it's just not their thing. It's, you know, it's not important to them or they just don't know how. So I think it's important to have both the brand online as well as the brand, you know, in the television station, in the newsroom. So growing those brands simultaneously, I think is huge and something that I, you know, when I ask for advice, I make sure that other people in that industry or in the, in the environment, I'm like, both grow both brands like they're both super important to you and you are given this golden opportunity like take it by the reins like take advantage of it so because yeah. you've you already built that trust yeah and you've already built that trust right like you've already got this huge trust factor with people who follow you day to day um and if you can build it in like sort of for your own growth too i think is important as well and talk to me a little bit about because you were also um you were like a brand ambassador for other companies as well. So did that, was that mm -hmm. any kind of a conflict of interest or anything, or was that something that like became an issue with CTV? I wasn't sure how that worked out or yeah, how you so had to work that. Originally with Celeron, I actually started working with them as their brand ambassador through CTV. So okay. most of the negotiations and stuff was done through CTV. And then I was their spokesperson. Um, so everything was kind of done with not behind closed doors, but it was done for me. And then when I left CTV, when my job was restructured and I was like, go, um, I had built such a strong relationship with CTV, with uh, Saint that they said, you know, you don't have to be working there for you to be our brand ambassador. We love who you are as a person. We believe in you and what you've done and we want to continue working with you one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, so so nice. we were able to navigate and kind of create our own brand together. And then they created their own relationship with CTV. So where we used to all be together, we're kind of like two separate entities now, but it kind of, it's kind of melded again because now I'm their brand ambassador on CTV for Saint Laurent. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've been with them since 2016 and they have been like by my side through career changes, through life changes, you know, they supported me as a mom. Um, it's just, yeah, they're incredible people to work with. And I just 
so thankful every day that we met and that I got the opportunity to be their brand ambassador because it's like truly a dream come true. What girl grows up and doesn't want to be the face of a shopping mall that she <laughs> grew up shopping at? So exactly. from the East End, it was like Saint Laurent was the mall that I used to go to as, as a girl. Yeah, so me too. <laughs> if someone would have told me back then, like, you're going to become the face of the shopping center. Your picture is going to be everywhere. You're going to do their media and their television, their fashion. I would have been like, Haha, yeah, right. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's a, it's a pretty cool experience. And it's something I'm very, very thankful for. Yeah. So, um, I mean, for our viewer or, you know, for our audience, essentially, like we, we know that you had left CTV. Um, I guess that would probably consider like be part of a big part of your path. Um, but if you want to chat about sort of the details you took in order to grow your business, you know, cause mm -hmm. obviously, you know, you leaving CTV, you, it meant you probably were like going through some highs and lows and, <laughs> and had to figure everything out, you know, but obviously, like you said, you had some things that you had started. Um, but you know, talk a little bit about that. I think the role that I was in on CTV, we had so many great guests that used to come through our show, you know, on a daily basis. And I had built some very strong relationships with a lot of our guests. And there was a few guests that would talk to me about what they were doing. And I always had an interest in becoming a lifestyle expert and traveling throughout the country and getting to really endorse and do things that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I've always loved lifestyle. I've always had like a very creative vision on things. I've always been a great DIYer. I love um, like fashion and beauty. And so I think they would come on and I'd be like, oh, wow, I could do this. Like, I would love to do this. So I already kind of had this vision of what I would like to do in my next chapter. Yeah. I just wasn't expecting my next chapter to be so quickly. Um, you know, so I was like, go from CTV very unexpectedly to like, did not see it happening. Yeah. Um, and if you want to hear more about that story, I'm sure you can Google it because it's all out there. I think that was one of the hardest things is it was so public. So I know a lot of people right now are losing their jobs and going through job transition. And you know, you're left with this, like what just happened. And I under, I totally understand because I was there. Yeah. Um, for people you know, who don't know, for people who don't know, in case they're listening before. to this in the, like a year yes. from now, this is during the pandemic, during COVID-19. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the difference for me, and I think one of the hardest things is it was so public. So it was announced that I was no longer part of CTV. Um, and then I had like the, the papers calling me and all the news networks and wanting a quote and saying like, well, what happened? And did you see it coming? And like, at the time I was super upset. So I was like devastated. Yeah, um, it was very emotional because it was so fresh and, you know, I wanted to ignore all these people, but I was that person for so many years that I couldn't all of a sudden say <laughs> no because I used to be them. So I get why they're calling me and want the interview. And it also gave me the opportunity to say thank you to the city of Ottawa and to all of our like very loyal viewers because I think so many people were shocked and like my inbox was like full. I don't even think I've ever been able to check it because it just went rampant so quickly. Oh, um, I'm getting chills thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember. Time and uh, I mean, Nigel, we were dating, we hadn't even been together a year yet. So like our relationship was still fairly new. <laughs> and I remember he had a year in his contract left and I just wanted like at the first, my first thought was like, I just need to get out of here. I need to leave. Like I can't stay in this city. And then he's like, you know, just take some time. And I think I was able, it's kind of like going through a breakup. That's the best way to explain it. You like, you go in, you're completely blindsided, you're emotional, you're like one minute you're happy. You're like, okay, now I get to do what I really want to do. And the next minute you're like sad and crying and then you're angry. Yeah. You go through like so many emotions. And I will say it was like that for like quite a few months and I was able to grieve. So instead of jumping right in my business right away, I think I just really took some time for myself to yeah. kind of process what happened, um, grieve, go through all the emotions that I needed to. And then it was Nigel who actually said, okay, I think it's time. Like <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard it all yeah. um, times. I think it's time you like, it's time to move on. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So he really gave me that push. I needed to, uh, you know, start my own business. And I kind of, at the time I had kind of been writing things down when I would think of them and I kind of had this idea, but then it was like, 
I'm not, I'm not a business major. Like, I don't know where to start. And I was so lucky that I had this great friend, Jeanette Ewan. She's a lifestyle expert, regular on the CTV morning show. And she like basically met with me one day and she's like, I love you. You're going to be great. You're going to kill this. Here's what you need to know. And she kind of took me under her wing and just connected me with so many amazing people. And like, I am basically doing the same thing that she is. So instead of seeing me as like a competitor, competitor as a threat, she saw me as like, wow, this is so great. Like we need more people like you. So yeah, it was really (laughs) awesome to see that. Like there's so many great people out there like that and we're willing to help you and like give you what you need to start so she kind of gave me like a list of things to do and then I just kind of started slowly I didn't really jump right into it right away it kind of I would say six months after I got let go I started to like put the feelers out there I started to do a couple of things slowly and then it was about it was about a year ago that when Mark Motors jumped on board and I became their brand ambassador, I remember going home and just like crying to Nigel again. I was like, oh my God, like this is it. Like I've made it. Like it's good. Like things are so good. Um, yeah. It was just such like a, it took like a good year and a half, but it was such a feel good moment thinking like everything is going to be okay. Like you got this. People know who you are. People not only I knew I saw what I saw, but I just needed others to see that. And now without even approaching others, other people were seeing my brand and what I had to offer. So I think it was just such an amazing feeling. And then when they jumped on board, everything just kind of started to like quickly skyrocket. And then I got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That doesn't slow you down, right? Oh, man. So- I remember thinking to Nigel, like, my business is taking off, like, things are going so well. I was traveling throughout the country as a spokesperson for different brands. Like, I was, like, you know, killing it. And then I'm like, oh, my God, now I'm going to have a baby. Like, how is this going to fit into my world, into my life? Um, And, you know, you make it work. And then by the fall, I was like, okay, I need to slow down a little bit because I was due in December. Yeah. We had Luca. And then we had just kind of, I continued to work with Mark Motors and Saint Laurent because they're local brands and it was pretty easy and they were super accommodating with the baby and being pregnant. And then February started to like slowly get back into it. And then May was supposed to be full throttle and then, you know, COVID happened. So it's kind of, we're now back at square one thinking, okay, when is my business going to get started again? So now the shift, I'm not sure where it's going to go, but you know, fingers crossed because it gets a little, it gets a little scary when you're self-employed because you're yeah. responsible for your income. So, and now I'm a mom. So I'm like, Oh my God, life's more expensive than it was before. But Oh you know. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like as I'm sure you did, like I know with myself when I had the twins, like I had already kind of planned to slow down, but it's yeah. hard when you're forced to slow down, yes. right? Like where you have yes. no choice. So like when I planned to have another baby, um, I didn't expect to have twins, <laughs> you know? So once I found out I was having twins, I was just like, oh my goodness. Like I, I should be fine though. I should be fine. I wasn't fine, you know? but yeah. you, you can't plan those things, unfortunately, especially with babies. They really do throw you for a loop. And I will admit I was very naive in this situation. I had a very different vision of what my life was going to be like as a mom. I thought I was going to be so well prepared. I'm like, I'm used to sleepless nights. You know, I did morning television for seven years. I was up at three in the morning. You know, I'd be at work at four. I'm used to, I'm used to lack of sleep. Like I got this, you know, my, my sister has twins like you. So I've been with them since day one. So I know what, what the craziness is like. And then all of a sudden I'm a mom and it was like completely different. Like everything was just so different from Mm -hmm. what I thought it was going to be like. Cause you're doing all that while dealing with hormones the hormones I was like why am I crying right now I'm like I just like are you okay I'm like I I don't know I just don't know I'm just trying to manage everything and everybody's expectations and yeah I know absolutely yeah so it was pretty and it was also a very different feeling having my own from having my nieces as close as I am with them I wasn't responsible for them so I wasn't responsible for it was like I was told to feed them. It wasn't my decision to feed them and things like that. And the hormones weren't there. I didn't have to breastfeed. I didn't have to like get their milk ready. So it was like all these different things that I was just like completely overwhelmed. Not to mention that C-section. I was recovering from a C-section, which is like not an easy no. recovery by any no. means. So, so hard. there was so many things thrown at us that it was very different. But, you know, we got through it and 
everything is great now, so we're very lucky. But similar to what we're dealing with now with COVID, my family, the second day we brought Luca home, my family got hit with the gastro flu. <laughs> Yeah. So we were expecting help. Like I thought I was going to come home. My mom was going to come over <laughs> and just like take care of the baby. I was going to go sleep and recover. And then it was like, no, Nigel and I are on our own like day in, day out. Luca was not a good sleeper at night. So he would be like party all night, sleep all day. It was just like, it was a lot. It was a lot. Welcome so, to parenthood. <laughs> yeah. And the flu was like this slow, like it just kind of hit my family one by one. So it was three weeks that we did not see anybody. We missed Christmas. So like the three of us had to make the call Christmas day, if we were going to go there or not. And like, we called public health and we're like, not a good idea. If your dad was sick three days ago, we recommend three to five days after. And we didn't want to put our baby in harm's way. So we just like made the call not to go there for Christmas. So we had like Christmas by ourselves. It was just like, it was really hard. It wasn't the vision I had for a new mom, but you know, yeah. So when people ask us how we're doing now, I'm like, eh, it's kind of business as normal. Like we've been avoiding everybody for months and yeah. you know, making people wash their hands. And so you know, I still have Purell at the front door. Like I always oh, have, yeah. I still do. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah, it was the yeah. same thing for us with the twins. Like we had the twins early, like two months early yeah. and we still missed Christmas. We had them in Aww. October and we still missed Christmas because I was so nervous about people getting them sick because people don't realize, right? Like they don't no. know they're sick sometimes times you know so absolutely uh, yeah I hear you it's hard it's so yeah, and apparently the RSV season was really bad this year like it was a, a really bad one so the doctors are kind of like be very very careful with your guests so and other people who don't have kids don't necessarily oh can I come over I'm like you are coughing like yeah. no you cannot come over you were sick last week like you can't come over <laughs> we have a baby like, oh I won't touch him like it doesn't matter you're touching everything else in our house like you're not coming yeah. so we were already like really good at screening guests and you know so I felt like we we're kind of prepared for the pandemic in an odd way but now that it's nice out it's hard because I remember thinking just get to spring like just yeah. you know since it's April it's gonna be so much easier and then April came in it's like we're all in confinement so mm -hmm. it's been a bit rough it's been hard on the family too I hear but you we'll get through it yeah um so we've kind of talked a little bit more about some of your challenges or pivots um is there anything that you know that made you sort of change anything like is what are you thinking about maybe now um you know that are that are coming up in your business like um, I know that you sort of took some time to get, you know, get over everything that happened with CTV, yeah. which I totally get. And I feel like a lot of people are going to, are going through that now in a sense, you know, yeah. feeling like they're going to need some time to get back on their feet. Um, yeah. Is there anything, you know, that has sort of made you pivot or change things so far in your business? Yeah, I think, you know, losing a job is, is really hard, regardless if it's public or not, um, especially if you're in kind of like what I was in, which I considered almost like a dream job. Um, and there, for me, there was one of me in the entire city of Ottawa. There's one morning show host weather anchor. So there was no more dream job in my case. So it was kind of, I had to reinvent myself and I had to discover like, what else am I going to do? So hopefully other people you know, aren't quite in that situation, but um, it's really hard, but it also gives you this golden platform to reset and maybe like think of a different life you would like. I know something that I wanted is I wanted to be home with my family more. And I know if I worked in an environment like that, I wouldn't have as much time with my kids as I do now. So while I don't really get a mat leave because I'm self-employed, I also have so much time with Luca once that year mat leave would be up because I can really navigate how much I want to work or how little I want to work, which yeah. is something that I really truly feel blessed that I can have a business. I can work from home. I'm kind of like a stay at home mom with the job. Like it's, yeah. it's yeah. cool. It's amazing. You know, Nigel and I, one thing we don't like, we won't have to do, we won't have to get childcare yeah. because between his schedule, I can work around his schedule when he's playing football in the off season, he'll work around my schedule. And then when we're both working, we have my parents down the street who are gladly going to take Luca in for a few hours. Yeah. So it's a blessing that way. And if I do have to travel for the most part, I could travel around Nigel's schedule when we're both working. So I kind of have this like dream situation where I'm going to have so much time with him. I'm still getting to work and do exactly what I love. Um, so I think for people who are going through that, you know, start writing down things how you would see your business or what, what you would like to do with flight 
but also what you want to do with your personal life and kind of blend the two together. So if you found that you were working too much, like you were working 60 hours a week, yeah. never saw your kids, you were working seven days a week, you know, that's important to take that into consideration that your next job, you don't want to be working these crazy hours. No. Um, and I think it's weird. Like I think eventually things just happen for a reason and like, it'll all kind of work out and it's going to be hard. I'm not going to lie. It's not like you snap your fingers and you have this dream job, but I think knowing there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I think working to achieve that is important to have, you can have a business and your dream life at the same time. So, yeah. yeah. So are you doing any kind of uh, pivots now? Like I've seen kind of some of the things that you're doing, you know, you're doing some online stuff, some lives, yeah. things like that. So talk to me a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. So it was funny because we had, so I would say, was it March? March, we had this like crazy busy month and this crazy busy week where I had, I think four photo shoots in one week. I had two full day sh photo shoots with Sailor Ross. So they were super excited because our whole spring campaign was around Melissa and family. So last fall and winter of 2019, it was about Melissa being Melissa and baby. Yeah. So they knew we were having a boy, but they didn't know his name. So it was just, everything was around Melissa and baby. So we were so excited to have it be around my family. So it was Melissa, Luca and Nigel. So we're so excited because we had like this really fun two day family photo shoot planned with Nigel, myself and Luca. And then this happened. So obviously that had to be canceled. We had to like rejig the entire spring campaign. And it happened so quickly that we weren't really prepared for plan B. Um, we also had a fun yeah, we had a fun wedding photo shoot we were going to do. Yeah. We had one with Ottawa at Home Magazine where they actually came and interviewed us and took photos of us. And then just timing, they've decided not to make their spring summer publication. So we're going to have to redo it all. So it was just like my crazy busiest week went from like jam packed to, to nothing. Like we had nothing, everything was canceled. So I think it took like a good month navigating okay well what are we gonna do let's just hold off and see because you know at the time they're like oh two weeks like just two weeks yeah. and then it was like okay another another two weeks and now it's like okay it's gonna be months before things are back to normal so I know. at the time we were kind of all on hold being like what are we gonna do even with mark motors i switched my cars so part of my brands with them i rotate my vehicle i would say every six weeks and we had a new exciting car that i get to talk about and drive and then we literally switch the car and then this happened so we felt it was kind of off to start promoting at this brand new you know sp like sporty suv we're driving when people are losing their jobs and like their sales offices closed so everything just kind of got put on hold and i think just in the last week we've been able to chat more with those businesses and like change our approach with how we want to do things so yeah thankfully online is like up and well and alive so we've transitioned we're going to be start doing some really fun mother's day things online so yeah. um we'll be sharing some like fun recipes and just some like really feel good pieces as opposed to pushing sales or fashion or cars we're just more going to do some like what you can do at home and like how you can cope in a stressful time like this so yeah, yeah i can't give it all away no but, no no of course some exciting things yeah <laughs> so it's, it's going to be a fun few weeks anyways um, so I know you've already kind of given some tips for those who are kind of interested in starting a similar business to yours. Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything that you might, we might've missed that you might want to share? Yeah. Um, I think a big thing is stay like create a brand for yourself and stay true to that brand. So I think a hard thing as an influencer, and we see this with a lot of like influencer uh, type jobs, people will just kind of promote everything and anything. And it is hard. You do get a lot of brands coming up you all the time and you know I'll make sure that I look at something and if it doesn't fit with my brand I have to say no even if the money is like really great um I think it's important to stay authentic and stay true to yourself and you want your followers and the people who do follow you they're they're gonna they're gonna you know buy what you say to buy they're gonna you know take your advice so make sure you're staying true to that because if you start promoting something that's not aligned with your brand you're just going to come across as fake and eventually it's not going to you know stay together so um that's something i always say like don't be afraid to say no if something doesn't seem right or doesn't fit with you i'm not going to go promote you know 
I don't know, farming equipment. It's like, I don't have a farm. Like, you know, I live in the burbs. Like, and it's okay to change and to try new things, but stick with your brand. Like if something feels authentic and something is exciting to you, then by all means go for it, but don't do something that you're kind of like, mm, I don't know, this is kind of weird. With this. I wouldn't use um, it myself kind of thing. Right? Exactly. And it's, it's tricky too, because a lot of times with certain brands, they'll want to give you something and you should promote it. But what about if you get it and you don't like it? So always make sure that you have somewhere in the contract that if you get it and you don't like it, it's not yours, you can send it back and you're not obligated to the contract. Um, Cause you just don't know sometimes if something's going to work or if something is what it seems it is, it seems great. And then you get it and it falls apart. You don't want to go promoting that to your followers. So yeah. just make sure you're staying like authentic to your brand. Um, another piece of advice, have a really good accountant. This is super <laughs> important. Learned this the hard way. It seems like, what do you mean? When you have to go to pay your taxes as a self-employed businesswoman, it's like, you don't even know. Like I just studied business in school. So all these things came into me and I had no idea what I was doing. And my accountant at the time didn't specialize in small businesses. Okay. So I ended up paying way too much in taxes my first year when I had a business, um, which I'm still dealing with. So when you can find a really good accountant who can sit down with you and explain to you, these are things you save. These are things you need to keep receipts for. These are things you can write off. These are things that are important to have. Yeah. And they kind of have this like plan in place for you. It makes tax season so much easier. It makes your life so much easier. And it's something that I didn't really ever think of the first year I was in business until I had to go and file my taxes. Um, and I'm still dealing with that from two years ago. So I think it's like a piece of advice I wish I would have had right from the beginning and something I didn't really think about. So yeah, you need a tax accountant. I have one. <laughs> and the thing about, you know, this industry is it's still kind of unknown. It's still kind of up in the air. It's it still kind of too, right? changes, you know, where it, like, you know, with certain brands I have that I, some people would say, well, you need to pay for that. I'm like, well, why I'm working for that. Like, it's not, I get it for free, but it's part of my contract or, you know, so have someone who knows that like the industry, who's not afraid to like look into it for you a little bit more because yeah. it'll definitely, definitely be beneficial. Yeah. The sure. ins and outs. Cause I've, I mean, I've heard just, you know, like, you know, even if you were given something, technically, you, you know, you could have to pay tax on that. Right. And it's like, okay, well, do I want to pay tax on something that I don't want? <laughs> you know? Well, exactly. Exactly. So you have to be really careful. And then, then there's certain things it's like, well, I'm working for it. So, you know, save your work and like, make sure you're including certain things on your video chat. So they're like, they're like, it's an ad. So people, you can go back and say like, oh, I work for them or this yeah. was part of the contract. So, yeah. and just like receipts, like, I don't know, I had to keep, you know, my food receipts when I was working and coffee, like you have to keep everything. So yeah, that's a piece of advice I have for. It's a good one. Owner. It's a good one. Yeah. Sure. Um, one of the things that I remember, I'll never forget when I first met you, I'm sorry, I'm throwing you here, but, um, oh. I remember I said, like, um, I said, uh, like, how's it, you know, how is it being like an influencer? What do you think about being like that? And you said right away, you're like, I don't like to call myself an influencer. I like to call myself a brand ambassador. And the reason why yeah. is because you can speak on TV. And that's always stuck in my head since I, I like, you know, heard you say that. Um, because I think it's true. Like a lot of these influencers that I see, mm -hmm. they don't usually talk live as much as you do. You know, like it's something that yeah. obviously you have a lot of experience in mm -hmm. is there something like would you give that as tips for people that you know are becoming influencers that maybe perhaps they should spend some time looking at doing that or and having that as like a toolkit or a tool option 100 percent. because i hear a lot of times from brands that i work with anybody can stand there with their thing and take a pretty picture you know there's so many things out there that like photographers like you, who you can place it perfectly and make it look great, but it's yeah. hard to find someone who can then take it and talk about it and be articulate. Um, and it's something I hear a lot about brands and the nice thing, if you can talk on television, it's also a great way to throw that into your brand because it just gives you something a little different than other people. Where for me, that's kind of my, my bread and butter. That's like my advantage is that I love 
live television is like my jam. It's like, I love it. It's like, I thrive. Like most that people would be like, Ooh, <laughs> like, it's so scary. I'm like, Oh my God, I love live TV. And like, I do miss that excitement, that thrill. And, um, I think cause I had done it for so many years, it was just kind of, it's easy for me and I love it. And it's just, it's exciting. And it's, you, you know, you do it, you five minutes and it's over. You don't have the chance to stop and restart or to like think about it too much. Just kind of whatever happens, happens on air. So, um, it's something that I love. And I think the more you do, the more, the more you talk on video in any aspects, whether it's live or not live, you know, is great. And now you can do Instagram live or Facebook live or all these live chat channels. So it's yeah. a great way to get comfortable and to build your audience and to build your comfort level before, you know, stepping on a national television network, you know, makes it a little easier. Yeah. And the great thing is too, a lot of time when you're on TV, the people you're with, the host you're with, they're not, they're not new. Like they've been there. They've done that. Oh, they've yeah. had very nervous people on there. They, you know, it was part of my job when I was the host, if I had a very nervous guest to make them comfortable. Yeah. So if I could see them struggling or like freeze up, I know how to jump in there and take over and like make, you know, resolve the situation. So don't, we're never going to leave you hanging where you're like, this on live television. <laughs> and, if, and if that does happen, it's the host that not, that's not doing, doing their job. So it's something to keep in mind. And like, I think it's real, really refreshed, like refreshing and reassuring to guests that you're not going to be stuck on live TV with nothing to say. And if you know, the producers are also there, they're in your ear telling you, okay, this guest is very nervous. Just wrap it up. It's fine. Like it is what it is. If it's only two minutes instead of five, it's fine. So if they could see someone struggling, they'll just wrap up the guest. So it's funny because yeah. you were talking about like, um, you know, how March was crazy. March was kind of crazy for us. We were actually trying like about to go on back on CTV again. And yeah. obviously all this happened and, and it's like, yeah, it's not happening. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, like COVID has taken over. So. Oh, God. It's um, hard. Like, but, but honestly, it was so nice having um, Annette to help. And, I, and I, she did say the same thing to me because I was like, I'm so nervous. I'm sweating everywhere where I didn't know I could sweat. I don't know how I'm going to like get through this, through, through this segment. She's like, don't worry, four minutes goes by fast. I'm like, four minutes? You think it's not going to go by fast, right? But it totally, it feels so slowed down in that, in that time. But yeah. You, yeah, she did a great job. And I'm sure you guys all. Exactly. Like, she's there to navigate and like move the, move the interview along. So it's not like you're going to be, here's your four minutes and go and you're up, you know, so you're not responsible to move the segment. You're not responsible to think of the new content. We know what you're bringing to the table. So it's the host job to kind of navigate towards that and to get out of the interview what they want. So, and if they're nervous, you know, we do most of the talking because most people who are in television are chatty. So we, we know how to take care of you guys for sure. <laughs> and you guys do a great job. So yeah. Um, and it's different for me being on the other aspect now, because now I have to be quiet and let them navigate me where I'm used to taking over. So <laughs> it was also a little bit of a transition to kind of, you know, stop and start. And the difference is I travel to so many different networks throughout the country that every I've got to know the host now. So I know the way, which ones, how they work, but everybody operates a little differently. So some hosts let you take over and do the whole thing. And then some really like to guide you and jump in. So it's just a matter of like navigating different personalities and kind of like feeling them out a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask you a little bit about tools perhaps that you use. Um, have you gotten any tools that you use for your business currently that you love? Yeah. Like I have a lot of the media stuff. So I have like a good lighting kit, which is important if you're going to do video. Um, we got a really great camera, which I, again, you know, a good camera goes a long way. As you know, <laughs> you can definitely get better quality photos or video than you can on a cell phone. Um, there's so many great apps out there as well right now with like, if you want to do different editing aspects on your, your video or your phone, there's so many things out there that just make it so simple for you. Even your video, there's this app I just bought and like, I just plug in my little videos I want and it creates the video for me. So I don't have to sit there for hours a day edit my video. <laughs> it kind of does everything. So it's really nice. But I think there's always like 
Google it. Like Google is your best friend. If you want to know how to do something, Google it. There is probably a YouTube page out there that's going to show you exactly what you need and how to do it. So, but okay, sounds good. Um, <laughs> is there? Um, I mean, at the end, I'm I'm going to wrap it up for us here. But um, you know, I want to hear a little bit about how people can find you and follow you. Um, and then if there's any kind of last minute things that you'd want to share with us um, that we maybe didn't get to on the show today. Sure. So I have all of these social medias and I think they're all the same now. I had to navigate and make them all the same. So they're on Melissa Lamb TV. Um, I used to have CTV Melissa Lamb, but obviously I had to change that when I left. So I lost all my verifications, which was a very, very tough thing for me to swallow. But um, yeah, you can find me at Melissa Lamb TV on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And then I have a website too, melisslam.ca, but they're all linked, which is the nice thing. So if you find one page, you'll find the links for all the other, which is, makes it pretty easy, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on today and really, me. really appreciate it. It was so nice just to get to know you a little bit more and chat a little bit more about your story and really, really appreciate you coming on. Awesome. And the other thing I always hear, it's funny because people will send me messages and not expect me to reply. <laughs> and I usually always try to reply. There are some moments yeah. like when we had the baby, I mean, my inbox again went like really crazy. So I didn't get to reply to everything. Um, and then I'm still like looking at messages I'm like, Oh, I feel bad. I didn't reply. If I don't reply, it's because you know, something came up, but yeah, feel free to like send me a message or some, you know, I love meeting people and talking to people. So I will try and reply as best as I can, but I love just, you know, that's the one thing I loved about online as opposed to television, television, I couldn't reply to you. If you are looking at me on the screen saying something to me, I can't, I can't talk back because I can't hear you. But that's the one nice thing about online is people would send me a message and then I'd, I'd, then I'd be able to reply and have that like kind of personal connection with people. So it's something that I really value and I think it's really important to have that connection with people. Yeah, I think I, well, hey, that's how we met. And yeah. uh, so I, I'm, I'm walking truth <laughs> that you do reply and that you do talk to people and, you know, you do form some really genuine connections, which I think... You know, that's how we're here today. So thank you for that. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It was great. Yeah. I'm over here about to do a happy dance because you just finished another episode of my podcast, Path to Business, where we get to hear amazing stories of how wonderful people got started and hopefully one day we'll be able to share yours too. If you want more info, head on over to our show notes page where you'll find all the latest info about this episode and links to the guests on the show. You can also find the latest discount codes or freebies I've put together just for you. Also, I wanted to personally invite you to my private Facebook group, where you can meet other like-minded entrepreneurs like yourself who are making waves in their business and want to help and inspire others to dream big. The links are waiting for you, so head on over to grayloftstudio.ca slash path to business.